What does it take to buy a six-figure niche website business? Hi, I'm Joe Krause, host of the Buying Online Podcast, and today I'm speaking with Devin, who was a Buying Online Businesses community graduate who decided to buy his first website business. He used to be a professional sports player and coach and is now in the business of investing into cash-flowing assets and scaling them to build a portfolio of online businesses. In this podcast episode, Devin and I speak about why he wanted to move into the online business space and how he was actually skeptical at first, how he found out about this about two years ago with a specific broker, didn't understand it, went away and came back later to buy his first business. We also talk about what he did before buying a business and he had a very good career, of course, and then what were the little things that he was nitpicking in at that he wanted to have better after have a better lifestyle after his career and how he's able to achieve that we also talk about what he found hard about buying a website through going through the journey and things that you can look out for uh, when you're going through the journey of buying your first site we also talk about what he got the most out of the journey right what was the most beneficial thing for him and how was he able to get results by harnessing that we also talk about the websites that he looked at and why we disqualified so many of those businesses and what those businesses actually look like so you can disqualify them yourself as well. We also talk about the business he bought and why it's a great business and what you should be striving for and when buying your own business too. We also dive into the relationship that he built with the seller and how him building a relationship with the seller has helped him a lot after the purchase of the business. And then we move into his goals of building uh, his portfolio and what he wants that to look like. Now, in this podcast episode, Dev and I talk about a lot about buying a business and we talk about due diligence. Now, you can't buy a business or you should definitely should not buy a business without doing due diligence. And I have a, my due diligence framework that I, many of my clients use to go away and take the guesswork out of buying businesses and you can have it for free. You can go to buyingonlinebusinesses.com forward slash free resources and and you can download that and you use, use it yourself. I even run through with you in a video how to use that framework. And there's awesome other awesome free resources on that page you can check out too. For now, let's get stuck into this episode with myself and Devin. Do you want to build or grow your content website? Niche website builders have helped hundreds of people to take their content websites from a few hundred dollars per month to over tens of thousands of dollars per month with crafted content creation, buying age domains, and link building strategies. These strategies have helped people increase their traffic, authority, monthly earnings, and their website valuation too. Head to nichewebsite.builders forward slash B-O-B forward slash to get 10% off any link building or 10% more from their content creation services. That's nichewebsite.builders forward slash Bob forward slash. I'll put a link in the description too. Devin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Excited to be on today. Yeah, it's going to be good. Good ch- Good to break this down. We we chat a lot, but not really about the process. Like we haven't broken down the process because um, I've been in it with you uh, of buying your first site. But I wanted to start from the beginning. Why? Like the main question I ask everyone is like, why? Why buy an online business or what was your motivation for making income online if that was a thing? Like what was your motivation around this? Um, I just think like after everything I've tried, it made the most sense. You know, um, what I was looking for was flexibility, you know, being able to work and kind of move around how I wanted to, you know, as a person. 
you know, I have a family, so wanted to be present daily, be able to have that opportunity. So when I find, when I found out about, you know, the possibility of even making money online and owning websites, you know, <laughs> it, it intrigued me immediately. Yeah, cool. How did you find out about this? Did you come across like maybe you'll make some income online from starting a business or like how did you get to the route of going, oh, I might buy one and then jumping in the community and doing so? It was random. You know, I I, I explored um, the possibility of owning, you know, uh, brick and mortars and franchises and it was actually close to, you know, getting into that space before um, COVID kind of shut everything down in 2020. So mm. that made me want to look in, at other options. Just randomly, I was on YouTube one day and one of your videos popped up and I watched one, I watched a couple <laughs> more and I, I became like interested. So, it, and it's funny because I had ran across Empire Flippers before, I guess maybe oh. like a, two years ago, maybe. And I didn't know what it was. I was like, are people really paying this or are people really you know, having businesses online. I just didn't know. I didn't have the knowledge to really move forward. So I kind of just stayed away. Yeah, right. Wow. Okay. So, so you were looking at buying a, a, an offline business, a franchise, right? And so that was, that was what pre-COVID or during COVID or tell us about that. Yeah. So that was pre-COVID. Um, it started out like late 2019, like fall, winter. And it was moving along pretty well and it was actually close to closing the deal. And then, you know, things shut down in March of uh, 2020 and it just made the most sense to walk away from the deal. We, it was so much uncertainty surrounding, you know, what's going to be open, what's not going to be open. How are we going to try to navigate this space that's new for, for me, you know, with these limitations that, you know, we, we just don't know about. Yeah, wild times, wild times. I sold a business basically in March 2020, uh, an e-com business that I was like, glad I'm, I'm glad I sold. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know COVID was a was because over in Australia we're pretty far, and it was an Australian e-com business. We're pretty far removed from what's what was really going on. And yeah, I I, I got lucky selling at the right time. Um, yeah, but wild, wild times. And I want to come back. I want to come back to. Uh, at the end of our conversation, I guess, uh, the difference between what you know now about possibly buying a franchise versus an online business. Because I think that'll be, I think you'll have some <clears throat> different, in, excuse me, different insights now that you've gone through the process of buying one. Uh, so let's backtrack a bit more. You're like, yeah, I, I want to, I want an earn income so you can travel and, and be flexible with the family and all that sort of stuff still. So that's the main motivator. What were you doing prior to? the whole let's try and buy a business franchise or online business? Yeah. So, I mean, I worked in professional sports, both abroad and here in the U.S. So I was involved in that for around 17 years and really just kind of started really, my mindset really started changing, you know, with, um, with COVID and this made me want to spend more time with my family. You know, I devoted so much time to my profession as well as, well as my family. Um, but as they as my kids get older, you know, I really wanted to be present daily. So I wanted to have that option to to be here or be wherever we wanted to be, you know, together, and um, you know, just presented that opportunity. So that's really what made me kind of shift my focus to being, you know, well, you know what, maybe I can create an income, you know, find a good business, and you know, move away into something else, and possibly 
do things on my own terms. And if I want to get back into professional sports, then, you know, that's what I can do, but on my own terms. Yeah, cool. That's that's interesting to hear. I mean, it sounds like, was it basically from college, 17 years in, in pro sports? It sounds like you really, really got to see how it operates and what the limitations may be working in that industry that you that you don't want to have to subdue to in the future is that what you're alluding to yeah i mean people don't realize like how much you know you could say professional athletes their schedule and their day-to-day is dictated you know and Mm. i am kind of somebody that has devoted my time to that you know on both sides you know coaching and playing and you know, I wanted to be in control of my day to day and not have somebody else, you know, control that because, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's short notice on when somebody wants you to be somewhere and what they want you to do. And it's sometimes there's no regard for, you know, your schedule or what you have going on personally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. This isn't so much a business question. This is more about just life. How did your life change in terms of how you felt about life? differently when you when you sort of ended pro sports and and started doing your own thing like what what was good or bad about it for you because I'm 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 you know I've had this happen in my life where I was I went from I need to be at at the job site at this time and I need to I've got these responsibilities on the phone and off the phone yeah and having holding that accountability was like and then shedding it was like it was it was a weight for me gone but I'm curious like a different industry for you like what what did that do for you even before you bought a business having that yeah i mean drop? for me i had took a year off in 2017 to 2018 from july of like 2017 to like june of 2018 i i didn't do anything you know and it was just kind of <laughs> you know decompressing my family we had just moved back you know permanently stateside and i just needed that time you know away from everything so i kind of had a feeling of what it was going to be like but for me Really, when I, I made the decision to to stop and you know kind of do my own thing, it really like made me buckle down and focus on like what I wanted because I always had aspirations and things I wanted to do outside of sports, but I just didn't have the time, and I would just always put things off. I would focus on it for a couple weeks or a month or two, and then like something would come up, and I'd just put it on the back burner. But I knew like if I wanted yeah. to do this full time. I had to like stop that at least, you know, momentarily in order to pursue what I really wanted to do online and professionally, like away from, away from sports. But it it made me feel, it was a weight off my shoulders because it was something I always wanted to pursue. And once I finally made the decision, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it felt good. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Some people, I think there's a big difference between somebody ending one thing and not having something to go on to. Like you've had this this period of of time in your career where it sounds like you've wanted to do that stuff or do some things, but there's you know that that you know the bigger the, the bigger project of, of the career has been uh, more prevalent and, and time and resources have gone towards that. But some people, I know that some people that have 
a career or, or, or a job or a life, whatever you want to call it, um, and then they just end it because they're done with it. But if they've got nothing to go on to, it's like it can be it can be messy or, or hard for them. So it's good that you had that aspiration to move move into something, whether it was going to be business or not. Um, I think that's something important for people to understand. Like when you buy a business, uh, what are you going to – like I went and traveled straight away, right? What, what are you going to spend your time doing when you do have – downtime uh so you're not just going crazy and feeling non-productive and not feeling good about your life i mean you've got family you know you you can pour that straight into that which is awesome so yeah um so let's move now into the into the buying the buying phase you discovered this random dude on youtube didn't know if he was a you know a scammer or not (laughs) and then you went and sort of went through some stuff and, and built a bit of trust and went, all right, this, this could be the route. Um, what happened from there, like in terms of learning? Like what did you – what were some of the best things that you learned through the community, I guess? Yeah, this journey was – it was pretty interesting to, you know, move from, you know, just watching videos to joining the community. And, you know, like for me, the mm-hmm. biggest thing was I didn't feel like I was being sold something. You're selling something but not selling something, you know, if you understand what I'm saying. Like you're – of course, yeah. Kind of like focusing on like the possibilities than like trying to sell somebody a product, which uh, you run across a lot mm-hmm. online. But, you know, for me, the community was just like accountability, you know, like I'm used to being accountable, you know, like, all right, you have a task, you need to get it done. And, you know, being able to like have somebody to like nudge you along and say, you know what, you're headed in the right, right direction. It's going to take time. Um, you know, I think that's the most valuable thing for me. And then to see other people's stories, uh, you hear about other people, you know, purchasing businesses and different types of websites in the community. And just also like just engaging in those conversations and seeing, you know, some of their struggles and some of their wins. And, you know, that really keeps you, keeps you motivated to, you know, keep pursuing what you want and being open to finding the right business for you. And I feel like that's that's what happened with me. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's sometimes for me, it's I forget that there are a lot of people that will listen to podcasts and 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 watch YouTube videos and see people are buying a business. Um, cool, but that fear is still there of like, hang on, is this really like are people actually buying businesses? Like, is this is this real? So I guess being at like some people. I see when people join, not just yourself, but other people that join the group and are like, okay, this we're celebrating somebody buying a business. They see these posts, they're like, oh, like this is like it. This is this is the thing now. Like it just goes, I'm in the right spot to make it happen because it is happening here. When you're on the outside, especially for me, not even seeing it, it's it's I can see that that like, oh, is this really is this really a thing? Empire flippers, all these other brokers, yeah, you can buy them, but people really like, is it really happening? Um, yeah. So, what would be? Let's talk about the process to honing in, I guess, on the right business for you. How did that evolve for you? What did you when you came in to buy a site? Did you know exactly what you wanted, and did it change? And if so, why and how? Like, how did that evolve for you? Um, I didn't really have an idea what I wanted. Um, when I first joined the community, but I did know that I didn't want to um, have like drop shipping or e-commerce, anything like that. So like, I just didn't want to to put in the work for that. You know, um, some people do. I did. Yeah. 
And it just seemed like a lot of, a lot of moving parts. And yeah. So, you know, as I'm watching the videos and just learning more about different types of businesses online and, you know, running across different ways, things are monetized. Um, it just allowed me to, to hone in and narrow in on what made the most sense for me. I didn't want to have to rely on sales to, to generate income. So finding a site that was focused on, uh, display ads, you know, income just made the most sense. Of course, I, I do want some affiliate sales on my site, but I don't want that to be the priority. Uh, so that's kind of how I came to, to what I was looking for and how I navigated the process. Yeah. Cool. Cool. To get there, how long, how long was the, the journey of like joining to purchasing? How long was that? I would say it was at least about five, six months. I believe yeah, okay. I, I joined cool. I joined yep. around August, September at the latest. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and that ran up to, you know, end of January before I found something. Yeah. Cool. Well, congratulations on buying a business. I want to I wanna dive more into that. Um, it's been exciting. I know it's been an exciting thing for you, watching the income every day and all that stuff. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so it's it's a it's a really cool thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it was definitely a process. Learned a lot, and you know, it kind of moves fast when you're looking at good businesses. So you got to be prepared to to put in the work and find the and make a decision pretty quickly. But it's been it's been great. You know, uh, finding what you want and seeing how it can grow and how it's monetized. And again, those earnings coming in every day, you know, feels good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So people hear this and they go, all right, five, six months, I can buy a business within five to six months. A lot of people don't understand like you've got to put you've got to put the work in, right? Like you've you've got to learn first the learning how to do the due diligence is like going through all the videos and then you're like, all right, like how long does that take? <clears throat> Experimenting with due diligence. And then once you start to get good at due diligence and you understand how to do it well, you've still got to submit a lot of due diligences to me to review, <laughs> to, to yeah. knock back many for you to realize, well, why are these being knocked back and what does a good one look like? And it evolves into us buying the right one for you. Tell me about that, you know, doing due diligence um, and submitting it to review and how many roughly, do you know, how many that you submitted and or did even without me knowing? Like, tell me, tell us a bit more about that. Cause that's a big, that's the, that's the whole process, right? You said, wow, it's a, it's a process. So let's uh, decompartmentalize that a bit. Yeah. I mean, due diligence was overwhelming when I first looked at it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what, what, I was like, what is this? What is that? And I tried to fill in like two from uh, a business I was looking at early on. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let me just go back through the videos again. <laughs> And then figure it out later. But I would say I probably submitted around seven or eight to you. But there was another five or six that I did on my own. At least five or six that I did on my own completely. Like all the way through, I would say there was probably another seven or eight that I did, you know, without, you know, reaching the point of talking to the seller. Yeah, that's it. There's, I rare, like myself personally now is I don't talk to a seller unless I'm about 80% going to buy it, 80% chance of me going to buy it. Uh, but that has happened because of, well, how many businesses do you think I've looked at? I, I don't even know <clears throat> and done due diligence on. But 
as a beginner, I think it's good. I think it's good that you go through a lot and you get to the point that you need to speak to the seller, uh, but don't. Because when you do go through a lot, it just, the quicker, the more you do it, the quicker it allows you to realize, oh, like I can start to see after looking at multiple, the more businesses you look at, you start to see the trends of a good one versus a bad one, right? Like what was what were some of the trends that you saw that you're like, I don't like this about the sites versus the ones that you're like, oh, this is this is what I do like about the sites. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, early on, I'd say I I got I was confused because I would look at the the revenue and look at the income coming in and say, you know what, this has to be a good business. It's making money. Let me look at it. And then <laughs> I would <laughs> I would send it to you. You're like, no, nah, not that one. <laughs> Let me show you why. <laughs> but I think yeah. early on, I just think the revenue split was it was leaning too much towards you know um, like affiliate. I also think um, some of the websites that I looked at that weren't great were just like relying on you know one single source of it was really single source dependent on. Uh, maybe traffic, you know, whether it was coming from Pinterest or, you know, a different social media mm. platform. Um, mm. So that was, that was something that I really learned because even though the revenue is, it might be doing great, you know, if that one revenue, if that one stream is cut off, then you're kind of stuck, you know, with the dud. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. like finding websites that just weren't focused on, you know, one thing, um, that could really, you know, if that goes away or if you get hit with a Google update and something goes wrong, then that one single source, you know, you could be in trouble for a little while. Yeah, that's it. It's And sometimes it's not recoverable um, depending on the site, <clears throat> which is scary. The, the biggest thing that I see is when people are looking at a business and it's like <laughs> I I feel sorry for some some people now um, that I do when I do due diligence reviews that I can be so transactional about it that I'm like I, I forget how much work people have put into the business and you know like you said you're like but Jared this is like look at the traffic and look at the money <laughs> it's making and yeah. like it has to be good it has to be good and I'm like I just point out like this. Yeah, it has to be good. I just point out like why, like why it's. I don't want to tell you no, don't buy it. I sort of run you down the garden path. You discover, oh, I I get it now. Um, but I f- forget that sometimes I'm I'm pretty brutal with people that first come into the community. So those who are newbies, I apologize because I can just go like, just like stop. Like let's just look at this, and this is why. Um, <clears throat> But it's it's easy for me to see it because I see it constantly, and uh, yeah, it's it would be you know it would it would be tough being in the beginner beginner phase of 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 going through the due diligence as a newbie again. It's um, that's the it hardest was. part, right? That's the part. Of, sorry, yeah, I said it was because I felt there were, there were a few I felt good. I said this has to be a good business, <laughs> and <laughs> by the time we got down to like off of one page it was like no let me show you this is not the business for you you do not want this business yeah (laughs) it it, it helped me though it helped me moving forward but it was straight to the point and i was like okay after the first time i was like okay Mm -hmm. i get it you know it didn't bother me at all but i went in with a different mindset every time now that i 
every time I brought a new business in due diligence, I had a different mindset about it. I was like, well, let's see what he's going to think about this one. And I'm not going to lean too much into it because I think it's a good business, but let's just see if he feels it's a good business. Yeah, that's good. You see, that's you, that's you identifying. I'm not going to, when you say lean, I, I, that word makes sense to me as in uh, I won't get emotional about it uh, and yeah. get excited about it. Let's first stay transactional about it, which I think is you, I think this process happens for some people in their heads. It's never, we've, you've never had a conversation or articulated it before, but that is so damn critical about you picking up on that yourself. And I think if yeah. investors can do that, I think, that's that's what can make you a better business is you go <clears throat> like I you know a lot of these businesses got knocked back by the due diligence we did and I'm teaching you to learn how to see it and then once you do it so many times it becomes transactional like I said I, I can be quite transactional and I think that repetitiveness really helps you to disassociate with becoming emotional about it yeah. but I'm so glad that you these that you articulated that and, and mentioned that because that's I think that's the goal. Like that's the real goal to become a great investor. Yeah. I mean, like when I missed out on the one business opportunity for the one website that we were looking at before, it didn't bother me at all. I said, okay, you know, on to the next one. And that's when I really knew I was like, okay, we're in a good space. The next one, the next one we find, we'll be prepared, you know, to move on it quickly. I'll be prepared to move on it quickly. So it made me, you know, be sharper and just be on more on top of things yeah great and you were you know you were like we had submitted some we had submitted some uh offers and got knocked back and we're like well or missed out um but yeah tell me i i i want to um mention a little bit about the business um figure wise and then i would love for you to tell us a bit about why you why you like this business and why we went for this business so people can sort of start to see you know what what does a good business look like so roughly secured it for mid six figures and roughly it's making what um per month just like just under the under the five figure range per month yeah just under the five figure range per month um it really stood out because, you know, it's in something that it's in a niche in pets, you know, evergreen. Awesome niche. And, you know, it had so many possibilities to, to build on. I felt like the content was really good. The articles were ranking really well for um, the domain ranking that it had. So I just felt like the possibility was really, really there to, to build on. It had good um, display ad revenue and not so much affiliate um has has some but i really feel like you can kind of add more and you know that will bump up the revenue as well and just to produce mm -hmm. the produce content you know um people are always going to have pets you know they aren't really changing <laughs> often you know <laughs> you know pets don't change yeah. you know as often as, as some other things so it's really you know it's really content that sticks yeah, I'm thrilled with the site you bought. It's it's such a good business. It really is. And the more that we look at it now, the more we're like, like even after due diligence, we're like, it's it's good. Like it's 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 so solid. So tell us about. So you know, to break it down, 
the hardest part was going through the process of doing due diligence. The the good bit was getting that accountability and and getting confirmation what's good versus bad in terms of a business. Now, zooming out, if you were to zoom out from where you're at right now, Devin, and you to think about Mm -hmm. the franchise opportunity uh, and where your life would be if you had to bought the franchise versus where you're at now, where it's pro- you're projected to go with this online business or a portfolio, what are you noticing? Like where would you be with the franchise and, and where would you be with the, where, where are you looking to get with the online business? What's the, what's the differences there, I guess? Yeah, I mean, with the franchise, um, you don't really know because it's been so many struggles, you know, uh, with people finding workers. So, you know, it could be a situation where I could be in the franchise actually having to work. <laughs> that's not something I was looking forward to. <laughs> um, oh hell no! Yeah. Flipping burgers. So, so straight from making, straight from one <laughs> one sports career to for almost two decades to flipping burgers. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it was something that you know I don't know. Um, I think you know I would have figured it out you know eventually, but you know moving into this online space. Um, you know, my goal is to, you know, to have a portfolio of different websites. Um, you know, right now, cool. It's uh, it has me in a good space because, again, it it got me what I wanted. You know, just to be be here every day, be present. Um, so, it, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm headed in the right direction. I got found a really good website. You know, the the previous owner has been really helpful. You know, really insightful, and. You know, he put a lot of time into building something good, you know, so, you know, that's always a plus, you know, to have, you know, that relationship and he's, mm. he's been great. You know, we actually spoke today, so he's been, <laughs> he's been great and right. you know, giving me some guidance on, you know, things he's done well, you know, to help the site grow. Um, I think that'll prepare me uh, moving forward, you know, so when it's time to, to find another one, you know, I'll. I'll be ready to go. You know, I already have everything in place, know what I want to do, know what I'm looking for and be ready to get the ball rolling immediately. You know, I think I feel like I'm going to the through the learning process right now. You know, when that learning process is over, I think I'll be, you know, better at recognizing businesses and, you know, running what I have. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it sounds like the relationship that you've built with the seller has been very valuable. How did you go about uh, that? Like how, like how did you open up to building a relationship with them through the due diligence? What did that look like and, and how did you connect? Like what were some of the things that you, you think you did well? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, just the call we had, just really making it um, personal, you know. I really took the time to, you know, show my appreciation for his time, you know, telling me in depth about his business and just really try to use that time to get to know him and his story and explain to him my, you know, I feel like I feel like we made a good connection in that call. And I always, you know, kept it, you know, person to person, you know, it's a transaction, but it's two people making the transaction. So I tried to focus on that. Once we were in negotiation, he really offered to, you know, to help, you know, for an extended period of time. And it was something that he, you know, presented, you know, so I feel like, from there, you know, our, our relationship has just grown, you know, and he's been really helpful, you know, through this process of, you know, from migration to when I was in control, 
and taking over everything. Yeah, that's excellent. Like really good work on what I picked up there is is focusing on his story, you know, and, and connecting with his story. And that's a really good tip for people that wanting to build a relationship, um, not just in not not so you can make a transaction good, but, but just about actually wanting to connect and be a better human. Um, I think that's really, really good uh, advice there. So last thing is, yeah, you mentioned uh, quickly, uh, you know, buying another one. Uh, what's, what's your sort of end goal? What's the portfolio look like for you, you know, say in five years or 10 years time? What are you, what are you hoping to achieve here? Yeah, I mean, hopefully I can, you know, I'm looking to buy and, and, and grow and hold you know, I'm not really interested in uh, right at least right now. You know, trying to build to sell. You know, I want to hold uh, good websites, good quality sites that um, I can have for a long time. You know, hopefully I can you know have two or three that are you know in decent size. You know, um, the one I have now is pretty pretty good size for me. So even ones that are, have less traffic and less revenue, you know, could possibly work as my second and third options, you know, for, for sites and a portfolio, but two or three, you know, would be great. Cool. Well, congrats on buying your first business. This one is definitely one uh, for a long, long-term hold um, if you wanted it to be. So I think it's a really good foundational investment for your portfolio and yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, more from you in the future. And yeah, thanks so much for coming on, Devin. Really appreciate it. And I know everybody else listening has too. So thank you. Yeah, definitely. I uh, appreciate you having me on and allowing me to you know, share my process with everybody. Cool, man. Thank you so much.